On this episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast, we're going to talk about how to win every competitive situation and make your competitors actually fear you coming right up. Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing pros and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best solar sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. What's up, solarpreneurs? This is James Swiderski, and on the show today, I've got Joseph Wen with me. What's up, Joseph? Hey, what's going on, James? Glad to be here. Awesome, man. He's going to be on the episodes a lot, so he's no longer a guest. He kind of uh, fills the co-host spot on this. We're going to be putting out a lot of consistent content for you guys and have some very exciting stuff to go over as well. But before we get into that, those of you that are new, the Solarpreneur Podcast does one simple thing. It's the number one podcast for solar selling professionals. Whether you're in this industry, you're looking to get into this industry, this is the place to be where you're going to learn the best sales, marketing, strategies, mindset, anything that you need to be successful, make six, seven, or eight figures in this industry. So if that sounds like you, you're in the right place. Joseph, what are we talking about today, man? Bro, I am excited today because today, guys, we're going to talk about the four strategies to eliminating your competition in the solar industry. Just completely eradicate them, basically make them irrelevant, right? Because a lot of times people get multiple bids, um, you go into a price war, right? And it's just not fun for anyone. It's not good for the company. It's not good for you. It's not good for the customer either because a lot of times if you go into a bidding war, um, the installers do a worse job because everyone gets a pay cut. Like it's it's just a race to the bottom, right? And no one wants to be there. So in this episode, we're going to give you guys those four strategies to basically um, eliminate competition, not sell on price, um, but something even more important. And that actually gets them to pull the trigger faster to get solar. Sweet. No, I love it. Guys, I've been in situations, uh, you know, many of you know, I started selling in Salt Lake City, Utah, and that market's been hit really hard on solar. It's next to San Diego. Everybody it's knows bad. about solar over there. And one of the biggest problems with that market is everybody's got quote after quote. We're talking eight, nine, 10, sometimes 14 plus quotes in a bidding situation. And your ability to differ yourself from the competition is absolutely everything. It's crucial to winning a deal like this. And the truth is, right, this episode, the strategies in this won't be for everybody because some markets are wide open. Nobody knows about solar. Some markets are completely saturated. Some markets are less saturated. But what I can tell you is when you have a, another bid on the table, when a homeowner has gotten two, three quotes, how are you going to differ yourself from the competition? And more importantly, how are you going to cause that homeowner to feel urgency? 
when they didn't feel it before. So without further ado, let's dive into the four strategies on how to eliminate your competitors, get them to fear you instead of the other way around, which number one is to change the way that you frame the solar pitch. We call this, right, the environmental pitch in solar and more specifically through some of the training that we use, we call it the moral authority frame. What this means is we're going to sell solar in a way that causes the homeowner to feel emotionally attached, emotionally invested, and make them to feel that moral obligation to get solar for the right reasons. The funny thing is that I've noticed a lot with presentations and appointments, and the question I've been asking my prospects is, why do you think solar was invented? I'll just ask them that. And the answers are pretty hilarious, right? They realize really quickly that solar wasn't created just to save money. It wasn't created to save them $15, $20 a month or 20 grand over the long haul. Solar was created to save the planet, to impact the environment, allow people to have more purpose and uh, feel like they're really doing a better job to leave the planet a better place than it is. This is the primary reason of solar. Money is a byproduct of that, just like anything especially in business. Money is going to be a byproduct of value. Solar is the value that you provide being able to save that environment. And the homeowner is compensated, almost rewarded for doing that good deed with saving $20,000 plus on their solar system. That's the way I view it. But Joseph is really big on this. He's one of the guys who's helped me frame my solar pitch differently and some of our clients and the results have been incredible with how this works just because of the power of really selling solar for the reason it was invented. It trumps over every single one of your competitors who are focused on that price race to the bottom. Pretty much like you hit the nail on the head there, James. And it's, it's funny because no one really buys solar for solar itself. Like people really don't care about the technology that goes into it that much. Like it's, it's more about, not, it's not about solar. It's about what solar can do, right? And so people always forget why solar was invented. And it's just, it's hilarious, like James was saying, like, it, to ask people. And they always feel really silly once you do. And so it's a really good question to ask to, like, throw your prospects off and, and to differentiate yourself at that very moment because all these other solar reps are, are going to sell solar based on price, and that's all they know, right? And so if you come in there with a moral authority frame of, um, speaking about the purpose of solar, like for example, guys, like there's over 10 million people every single year dying from airborne pollution illnesses, right? 10 million people. That's a ridiculous amount. It shouldn't be like that. And the primary reason why is because of the fossil fuels that we're burning. Like especially in China, if you look at the smog there, you can't even see past like a couple hundred yards. Like if you're a parent, right, with a child in China, usually parents have to put on a mask, like a medical mask, in order for their children to just take their children to like grocery shopping or dropping them off at school. Like it's that bad. And so we always forget, um, especially living in the US, but like some places like San Diego, it's, it's pretty bad too. Um, and you can see that. Um, but in most places, like the pollution isn't that bad, but in, around the world, it, it's really, really, really terrible. And it affects us in the US here as well. Like a lot of the, um, the weather patterns that we see in the US are caused by a lot of the pollution and and all that stuff from China because it's shifting the weather patterns now. Um, and so, like, we're seeing more hurricanes, more tornadoes, like, more natural disasters, and it's 
um, it's kind of getting out of control. Um, and so, like, that's a huge, huge reason why solar was invented to just try to prevent a lot of these deaths, right? Like, it's all preventable, um, and we cause it in the first place. And so, it's like helping these homeowners take responsibility, not for themselves, right, but for their family, their community, right? Um, for everyone, not just like their local community, but like everyone on this earth as well. Um, there's just so many reasons to do so, and if they do take responsibility for that, right, they become like an environmental hero. That's how you can position yourself and how you can help elevate your prospects, right? Like call them environmental heroes. Like everyone wants to be a hero. They want to leave a legacy for their children, right? They, like when kids, when they drive their kids home from school, one of the things that like their parents can be proud of that's on their house is like solar, right? The kids are going to ask, why did you put solar on there, um, right? Like what's the purpose of putting solar up there, dad or, or mom? And then you can explain, right? Like the homeowner can then explain, the parent can then explain to the child, like this is why we're doing solar. We're saving the planet. We're saving lives here. Um, you know, and the child would really, it's a chance to really teach the children um, and just create a better environment for the children to just live in this world. Um, and it's just such an important thing to note. And no one really talks about that, like no, ever. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought everyone would talk about that solar industry, right, James? Like I came in here and I was like, oh, like everyone's so like environmentally friendly. Everyone's so nah, purpose dude. and mission driven. And nobody, it's like, <laughs> nobody gives two freaks about the environment, dude. It's, like, it's, what? <laughs> it's pretty funny. And that's, I sold solar for over a year without ever really getting into the environment side. I kind of mocked it even. And once I started framing it that way, man, sales went up, everything went up from there because you just can't compete it. You can't trump this card you can't come at it and say you only care about price because that's going to make the homeowner look like a bad guy now and they don't want to look like a bad mm -hmm. guy nobody exactly. wants to look like it yeah you can't tell like mother Teresa she was wrong or like martin luther king that he was wrong like that's the exact thing that you're using the exact frame that those two people used right oh yeah dude and they revolutionized the whole entire world you know this country like ended segregation and those types of things and so you're literally using the exact same tool that they're using so just take that into consideration there. Super key. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So the, the next part of this, guys, number two is sell the prospect on a decision being made. Or in other words, put the weight on a decision, not a yes. A lot of sales guys put all the weight on, I'm going to help them go solar, right? And the problem with that is, one, your prospect's going to feel a lot of tension, they're going to feel a lot of pressure and urgency, right? To make a decision. They're going to feel uncomfortable, like they're being hard sold something, right? And most 99% of sales pros are going to be doing this. So when they get lots of other bids, they're going to feel like they're being hard sold, right? So the way you're going to differ yourself from the competition here is simply to tell the prospect that it's okay to give you a no and it's okay to give you a yes, but you don't want to hear some sort of fluffy answer like I need to think about it or this sounds interesting, but we need to sleep on it or I need to talk to the wife, right? You're going to say the decision needs to be made here. And my job is to help you make that decision one way or the other. I'm not here to sell you solar. I'm here to help you make a decision. That's your job as the closer, as the consultant. By doing this and setting the agenda, you're going to be light years ahead of any of the competitors out there because they're going to come at it the same way that their companies are doing, which 
give you a hint. If you haven't figured out, most companies and company owners kind of fall into the industry and do things one way and they never branch out of that pattern. So when it comes down to it, it's like the blind are leading the blind. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing and they're stuck in this pattern. So by breaking this pattern, saying that it's okay for a no and that you're okay and giving the prospect permission to reject you, right? Which let's be real, right? Like nobody likes rejection. And we'll talk about that in a future episode, but you've got to put rejection out on the table because whether your prospect says it or not, you're going to be rejected or accepted. It happens every single time. You're going to win the sale or you're not going to win the sale, of course. So sell the decision, not solar. Anything you want to say on that one, Joseph, before we move on? Yeah, so pretty much it's like no one likes to be sold, but everyone loves to buy. Oh, yeah. So by abiding by this principle, right, if you – like. If you go over to a prospect's house, they know for damn sure you're going to sell them something, right? So they're already on edge, and no one likes to be sold, and they're already, they have their walls up, their guards up. And so the way that you can, like, put down their guards or break through those walls is by telling them that it's okay, like James said, to say no. And as soon as you give them that option, when they have full autonomy, right, everyone loves to, to be in control. And so when you give them that, right, and they can now make the decision. Now they're like, oh, like it's I can choose whether I go solo or not. Like he's not forcing me. Oh, you know what's cool about that though, about control. Let me ask you this. Who actually has control in that situation? Is it you or the prospect? Ooh. It's kind of a trick question, right? <laughs> they think they have control, but you're the one who set the agenda. So you have the ultimate control there. Super ninja tactic there. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's like telling a child, like, because the child, like children, never want to go to sleep early, right? So it's like instead of telling the child, "Hey, go to sleep now," and they'll be like, "No, I don't want to go to sleep." It's like, "Hey, hey, little Jimmy, like, which pajama do you want to uh, put on to go to bed? Do you want the blue one or the green one?" And he's like, "Oh, I want the blue one." And so, boom, you already got him in bed. But the child now made that decision, and it feels like he made it on his own. But oh yeah, who had the who had the control, right? So that's how you can become exactly. like a master framer. On. Yeah. No, just master chess right here, man. That's all it is. Absolutely. <laughs> um, number three, guys, this one's pretty cool. And this is where I learned a lot of these things. Super tactical stuff takes a little bit of work as everything else is worthwhile. But this is going to give you the most amount of edge on your competitors because let's be real, right? Every market's different. I haven't sold in every possible solar market. I've sold in many, but you know your market better than anybody else. What's going to give you that edge is doing this strategy, which is to know more about your competitor than they know about themselves. I know this after coaching so many solar reps through the years here that most solar reps don't know how to sell. They don't know their product. They don't know their uh, their company, right? They don't know solar and they don't know how to communicate with the homeowner. So by you mastering yourself first, mastering your skills, you can then go and develop a knowledge base of your top competitors in the marketplace. One of the ways I initially did this was with one of my initial mentors in the industry. His name was also James. And on a quarterly basis with our company here in Utah, he would actually go out and get quotes for solar for his house 
Okay, or he would do his family's member's house if he needed to. He would get quotes from all the top solar companies, and he would record the presentations. He would take detailed notes on all the details of the pricing, all the parts that the competitors were doing, what their pitch was like, and he would summarize it into a sheet for us at the sales team. We would then dissect these and we'd have a full printed out summary of what this company does, what they offer, what they offer, how long their presentation was, all of the details that you would want there. And then what I did above that is, and I used to study Tim Ferriss a lot at this time, I would ask myself the question that Tim talks about in you know his books like Tools of Titans and whatnot. They're really good. You should check them out. He would ask him this question. What if I were to do the opposite for 48 hours. I started thinking, if this is what the competition's doing, and we noticed everybody was very similar to what they were doing, what if I experimented and did the exact opposite of what they're doing for the next couple of days here? So one thing I noticed was everybody's presentation was almost two hours. And this is where I got the idea and I had initially tested the 20 minute presentation that I'm pretty known for in the industry and I continue to teach to my clients and my own team and that we use with great effect. And boom, I struck gold. By coming in with a 20 minute presentation, I was immediately different from the competition because I knew exactly what the competition was doing. I was automatically gonna stand out in my prospect's mind. This is really the foundation of how I developed the entire Solar Spartan system as well. And my training methodology was by finding what competition is doing, doing the opposite, finding out what is working effectively, and applying that into one streamlined, distilled system. So go do some research on your competitors. You don't have to get bids, but if you can, get as much detail as you can, summarize that, and figure out what you can do to differ yourself from what they're doing. It's all about doing research, right? Joseph, you're the big research man. I am. That's all I do all day. <laughs> the more you know, right, it's it's basically it, like the more you learn, the more you earn, right, Warren Buffett. That's extremely applicable in, in this case. And it's like, the perfect quote that can sum this up is from Sun Tzu, right? Art of War. It's, he says, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of 100 battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Shoot. I feel like I'm supposed to drop the mic right now. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, so so good like know the enemy more than you know yourself right but you also have to know yourself you can't leave that part out right so find out what the enemy or your competition is doing so that you can counter like imagine if you played chess and you knew the exact moves that your opponent was going to do every single time would you not win every single time right mm -hmm. and it's in that exact same way find out what they're doing and then do the opposite that's exactly like if you want to know how to stand out, that's how you do it. Most people are lost because they don't know what the competitor is doing. So how are you supposed to stand out? Oh, dude, dude, this is where it gets real crazy. And when you could go talk to a homeowner and literally identify and tell them the experience that they've had working with the other people, it's over. Oh, yeah. When oh, they, yeah. When they know you understand them on that deep level, they're like, shit, like this guy knows his stuff. Yeah, only true masters know their competition. 
right? Like no newbie is going to come in and understand the full spectrum of the industry. And you can tell within minutes if someone's been in the industry for long enough. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to be in the industry for long to, to seem like you're in the industry forever. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You could do it in a matter of a month, right? Like you just could do it in a day. Yeah. You research these companies and just call them on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. You can learn more about those companies and man, you're going to you're going to learn a lot big time. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. Sweet. Last part, guys, point number 4 here is increase your status, okay? With some of these things we talked about, status is what's going to be the binding glue to all of this. You're going to have a hard time selling your prospect on the decision, asking them bold questions like to make a yes or a no decision today, being bold enough to basically frame them as kind of slightly guilty, right? On not taking care of the environment, right? How to be able to frame them with that moral authority uh, pitch as well. Um, being able to go and research your prospects, this is all going to require your status to be higher. And the bottom line is this, people buy from people who have higher status. There's been so many studies on the importance of status, what it can do for you in a business scenario, what it could do for you romantically. It doesn't matter. Status is absolutely king, especially in sales. People want to know they're being trust. They could trust you as an expert, right? As a trusted advisor, as a solar advocate to help them make the right decision. Your status needs to be on point. Some of the ways you can build up that status, right? Is of course being knowledgeable and an expert about you and your competition. That's a given. If you don't know solar, you're screwed, right? If you don't know your competitors, you're also screwed as well. But next to that is professionalism. Having your pitch sharp, down pat, 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes at the top, right? Being efficient with the homeowner's time, not wasting time talking about the dog and shit, right? Focusing on what is matter, the result, why you're there. Being bold enough to ask those ballsy questions, asking for the sale. These are things that are going to increase your status. And if you want to differ yourself immediately from the beginning, come in there as a high status individual, as an alpha male type solar professional, it's game over at that point. Basically, James is saying you guys got to grow a pair. That's that's like the yeah, bottom line. 100%. <laughs> it's like grow a pair to ask the questions, like become braver, more courageous, like do the things that no one else is going to do, right? That takes some balls, right? That's like the bottom line. All of this is going to take a massive amount of balls. Like we got to get some iron testicles here. Oh, yeah. Because your, your competition doesn't. Right, everyone is soft in this industry. Always asking, like always doing the like assumptive close, like hoping that they'll just go along with it. Like no, like make sure you tell them that they have to make a decision. You know, it's not like just hoping and assuming that they're going to close. Think about, think about yeah, like, can... yeah, think about like <laughs> some of your like celebrities, right? Take like Robert Downey Jr. for example. When he's playing, not not even Iron Man, when he's just playing himself or anybody out, like yeah. this. So alpha, so high status, knows what he wants, and he doesn't give a fuck if you don't care, right? That's it. Bottom line. If you can have that level of status, right? You don't have to be a jerk, but people respect that, and they respond to status. One of the guys I think and absolutely you should go study for status is Jason Capital. Go check out his higher status book, fantastic read. It talks about everything from voice, body language, tonalities, um, how you walk, 
how you dress, how to make yourself appear to be more high status and get people to respond to you. Jason Capital, higher status, fantastic read. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I think that's pretty much it for this episode, man. Yeah. I think we really nailed this one. That's that's the four strategies, guys. Um, pretty much of how to decimate your competition, make them fear you, and win every single deal, right? So it basically to sum up, the first strategy is to sell solar um, based on the environment, right? Talk about the purpose of solar and why it was created. Use the moral authority frame. There's no other frame that can defeat that frame, right? Just like Mother Teresa, just like Martin Luther King, use the same tool and strategy and frame that they use in order to affect change across generations. The second thing, sell the prospect on a decision being made and qualify their intentions before you even begin the presentation, right? It's so important to do that and to say that, hey, I am here to help you guys make a decision, not to sell you on solar. You can tell me no. That takes balls. But that must be done so that you can eliminate 90% of the objections of what they'll say. Like, they're like at that point, they'll never say, oh, i got to think about it because you told them, hey, yep. Mr. Prospect. Yeah, they won't do it. You said in the beginning, yeah. I, what did I tell you in the beginning? I said that you had to make a yes or no decision. So what are we doing right now, right? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing, know more about your competitor than they know about themselves. At this point, you have to go research. You have to study, right? So just like Sun Tzu, you've got to know your enemy in order to defeat them, right? Multiple, like every single time, if you know them, you can win every single time. It's guaranteed, right? So you can just, and that's another way that you can build status, right? And that's the fourth strategy. Increase your status. And there's multiple ways to do that. Like James said, make sure you're an expert. Like if you go to the doctor's office, who's the expert, right? Immediately the doctor has higher status and you're not going to question him or her. You're not going to do anything that would disrupt them being able to help you, right? You are beta when you go to the doctor's office, and that's exactly what your prospect will feel like if you have higher status. And make sure you're sharp. Make sure you're punctual, right? Uh, sharp as a tack. And then make sure your presentation's on point. If you can really decrease the time, not waste time, uh, make it uh, known that you are uh, important, that you have a schedule to, uh, that you have to abide by, and that you're busy. right? And re a really easy way to increase your status is just say that you're busy. You have 20 minutes. you got to go to another appointment. And automatically, that's another time frame you can throw in there, which okay. will automatically increase your status. But those are the four strategies. It just turns you into a machine, guys. That's what this oh, is yeah. about. Just being that's an it. efficient closing machine, that is what this is going to do. That's going to differ you from the competition because while they're trying to build rapport for two hours, you're in there getting the job done Why they wanted you to come over in the first place. And that at the end of the day is what people will respect you for and why they will buy from you compared to Joe Blow at some no-name solar company with some crappy product down the road, right? Guys, that's it for the episode. Thank you for stopping by here. As always, leave a review. Help us grow this. We're going to put out a load of content. We're going to surprise you guys here in the couple uh, coming weeks here make sure we're adding a ton of value to you guys helping you grow um, in your sales and your marketing and all of that great stuff and until next time guys keep crushing it and we'll talk to you soon <laughs>